Today's show is pre-recorded. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be but Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. Sure will. Good morning, everybody. You are listening to The Voice. Come on now, dig me. One and only Steve Harvey. Got what? Radio show. Man, what you doing with it? Trying to do the very, very best I can with it. I really am, you know. I get tired sometimes on, on my journey. I'm, I'm not going to kid you. Um, um, trying to make something out yourself is, 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 is a task. Um, if if you want to attempt to do something, and 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 understand going in that that the, if the thing you're trying to do is to improve yourself, to better your position, to better your relationship, your family, anything you're trying to be a better you, you're trying to make more money, you're trying to get it together, you're trying to change. If any of those things are in your hopes and dreams, know this right here. You are about to face some challenges. But you might as well go ahead anyway and face those challenges because if you don't, you have a whole nother set of challenges to face. You know, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing, man, how people sit around and they watch other people strike out to become successful and they sit in the stands watching these people play out these games and they and they and they criticize, they boo, they laugh at their efforts and everything. And they talk about the failures. He missed that game when he shot, boy, he sucked. Man, he did this, he ain't worth that. I hear people who sit in stands, who criticize people who are out there on the playing field. 
Now, when you're on the playing field, you have a set of challenges in front of you. You're going to be open to criticism. You're going to be open to ridicule. You're going to be talked about when you don't know the people who are talking about you. Now, here's the upside to being the player on the field that's facing all the challenges, the criticisms, the laughing, the joke, the being talked about. He has something going for him. This person, boy, woman, child, girl, man, has an opportunity to win. They have an opportunity to win. And in the game of life, just because you lose one of the games or you lose one of the matches, it don't mean you've lost. You don't get put out. You keep playing. And when you're playing, here's the upside. You have the opportunity to win. And But guess what? You're going to win some of the matches. You're going to win some of the points. You're going to make some of the dunks. You're going to hit some of them over the wall. You're going to hit some out the park. You're going to score some goals. You will if you're playing the game. Here's the problem with the people who don't face criticism, who nobody boos or cheers for, who sits in the stands and knows neither victory nor defeat. Those people, without realizing it, are facing a set of challenges also. And the challenges they're facing is how I'm going to live with myself. What I'm going to do now? What direction am I going in? Where am I going to live? Wonder what job will hire me. Wonder if I can get paid for criticizing. Oh, woe is me. I can't find the purpose in my life. And man, I'm just waking up in a state of confusion. I don't know what to do. Now, let me ask you something. Which one of them set of challenges you'd rather be faced with? Because if I'm on the flow playing, if I'm on the field playing, if I'm out on the court playing, then guess what? I got a chance at winning. But guess what I'm doing every day while I'm playing? I'm strategizing. I'm waking up with a purpose. I'm waking up trying to come up with another angle. I'm in pursuit of a goal every single day versus the people in the stands who know neither victory nor defeat. Get in the game. Face the challenges. Better yourself, better your wife, better your children, better your condition, better your employment status, better your job, better your career. Take a shot. Come on, man. What you waiting on? Because the alternative is to watch other people play the game. You know what I just do sometimes? Sometimes I just, I get Forbes magazine or Money magazine or sometimes I still grab a copy of the Rob Report. I just flip through it just to see. I used to get these this book called Unique Homes. Unique Homes is a magazine that just has a lot of extravagant houses that's on sale across the country, across the world. I used to just flip through, man. Let me just see, man, what the people that's playing the game out there doing. 
Stop watching other people become successful when you could very easily be you if you make the decision. But when you make the decision to become successful, get ready for a series of challenges. I think it's more difficult not to accept the challenge. I think it's, for me, this is just for me, it may not be the case for you. For me, I think it's far more difficult to wake up and just see how life gonna go today. Cause man, it could just deal you any kind of hand today. You understand? I I don't like, you know, spades. Let's talk card game, for example. The game of spades, really man, it ain't a whole lot you can do if you don't get no spades. Really? It's a little couple of little strategies you got to do, but you can have all this ace, king, queen, diamond all you want, but, man, you ain't got no spades. They cutting them. You're in trouble. Be it whist, different game. You can create what's in your hand. You got dealt a hand, too, but you can create a hand. You can call a trump. You can make diamonds your spades. You can make hearts or clubs your spades. That's what I'm saying. That's what it is. You can do something with it. It's a different game, man. You can strategize. I would rather have a say-so in my life than to wake up every day and just see how it's going. I think it's more difficult to not accept the challenge to be something than it is to accept the challenge to be something. I think it's more difficult to sit around and not be nothing. I think it's harder to watch everybody's life going somewhere but mine. I think it would be very difficult for me to sit here and hear them talking about other people and never mention my name. It would be difficult for me to see everybody rising, getting promotions except me. That would be difficult for me. It may not be for you, but for me it would be quite challenging. I would rather accept the challenge of making something out of my life than to sit there and criticize those and then watch and see how my life just may go. Okay? Just a thought today. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. One, two, one, two, three, uh. Somebody said there was dancing in the streets. <laughs> Somebody told me. What? What, boy? Where did you get that from? Somewhere in the back of my mind. Somebody said there was dancing in the streets. Boy. That's the Isley Brothers. Isn't that Isley Brothers? That's Isley I don't, you know, Jay, I don't even know, I don't know where they come from. Jody's. Uh, it's, it's the Isley Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Stay, Stay with you, Junior. Stay with you. They make them all kinds of stuff. That's where they come from. I heard they coming back, Junior. Boy, I know. I'm in the band. <laughs> You've well, been to rehearsals. It ain't gonna last. Been, you know, we got, we got tour dates and everything. I'm back on. Base. I know, I know. I saw the tour. It's called the Step Over Tour. <laughs> <laughs> well, you kidding me? Talk about that. You know, that's what. No, one of them fall. The other one just step over there. And keep saying, <laughs> step over tour. Uh-huh. Ladies and gentlemen, Here's Shirley Strawberry. <laughs> Let's get to an electric sliding up in here, Steve. My girl, Carla <laughs> Farrell. Good morning, Steve. What's happening, crew? Happy Friday. Jody sees president of their <laughs> fan club, Junior Kia Space. Ooh, yeah! Right there. <laughs> the dog, demented and bitter, J. Anthony Brown. Ooh, yeah, I love that. Ooh, yeah! <laughs> King everybody. of Pranks, nephew, Tommy. Top, top. It's Friday, Uncle Steve. 
That's what it is. It's Friday, oh, baby. Yeah, that's Ooh, right. Friday is uh-huh. Friday. I'm never mad oh. on Friday, right? Not. Mm. No. Nobody's not an attitude on Friday. Mm-hmm. You ever had a meeting that's on your schedule and you know it's coming and you don't want to go? Yeah. 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 Every, Every meeting. Day. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Every meeting, Shirley? Yes. Uh, and a couple yeah. of them at court, Steve. A lot of them were at oh, court. Me. I definitely oh, didn't want to go down there. Lord have mercy, man. Some meetings good now. There's some money meetings out there. There's some good meetings. Money That's making meetings. Money making meetings. <laughs> There's some, some good meetings out there, but this one today, you know. Yeah. Oh, you got a you meeting got a today? In yes, yes, yes. In yes. person? In person. Oh, okay. And you know what's crazy? Hmm? You know what's crazy about this meeting? What? I know that they're going to lie. <laughs> oh, in the meeting. Man, I, don't, I already know. How long you, you think it's going to take to get to the lie? How long is it going to take to get to the lie? Oh, right away. Hey, good to see you. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, you know, because because my lawyer going to say, okay, so uh, let's just get to the meat of it. As soon as they open their mouth, it's just going to be a lie. It's not, I'm not in legal trouble or nothing like this. It's just, man, y'all. Uh-oh. You say the lawyer when the lawyer speak. Uh-oh. Yeah. I've learned to quit going to these meetings by myself. Yeah, I don't do that anymore. No. Uh, calling him later ain't ever good. All right. Coming up at 32 minutes after the hour, ask the CLO Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey in the building right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, time for Ask the CLO. Steve Harvey is the chief love officer. This one is from Rhonda in New Orleans. Rhonda says, I have a new boyfriend that lives in Florida, and I put forth the effort to see him on the weekends, and when I get there, he doesn't have anything planned. I have to come up with date options or plan a dinner at home because he is not a take-charge kind of guy. I'd love to sit back and let him take the lead, but uh, we'd be sitting home every weekend if I did that. I told him that he doesn't make me feel special, and he called me spoiled. Am I wrong for feeling this way? Should our roles be reversed? Well, first of all, y'all have a long-distance relationship. You make the effort to go down to Florida. What What do you got to do? You've taken the lead. Mm. And so now he in the back seat, and he letting you drive. And then when you complain about it, you spoil. Why are you seeing him? I don't understand what is the benefit in it for you. Uh, Nothing. He don't even come see you. No Right. You go see him, and and you know why he ain't got nothing planned? Because he don't care if you come or not. He doesn't, Steve. Thank you. He really doesn't. Can I tell you something about men? If a man ain't treating you special, it's because he don't think you special. Hello. One more time. One more if time. a man ain't treating you special, it's because mm-hmm. he don't think you special. One more time so for the women in the back. One more time. The, are the they, how far back are they? Uh, they far back. Say it if one more time. a man <laughs> ain't treating you special, uh-huh. it's because you ain't special. Hello. Mm-hmm. That's period. To him, that's right. Men treat you the way they think you are. If you're getting special treatment from a man, it's because he thinks you're special. Yeah. 
So you've done now, not now you want special what? So I ain't got to fix nothing for you. I ain't got to have nothing ready. I ain't got to have no plan. I don't care where we go, because I don't care if you come. Yeah, she's Matter of fact, bring me something easy. to eat when you come in here. With right. Since you come way and bring too me easy something. For him. Hell, see you next weekend. <laughs> mm-hmm. What so you say, Tommy? Bring me something to eat? <laughs> yes, I mean, when, when, on your way down here to Florida, stop and pick up when, me something. Else. When stop you get off the exit, grab. When you get off the exit, grab. Grab me something to eat. Chick fil A. Man, that's crazy. Off the plane, all that. McDonald's. <laughs> Let's go to the movies. Well, Netflix got a new movie out this week. All of that. <laughs> In fact, right, go yeah. past the exit and go to the other chicken place I really like and then come back. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, moving on. Marla in Hammond, Louisiana says, I've been in a relationship with a guy I met online. He's 40 and I'm 38. Neither of us have been married, but he's helping his ex-girlfriend co-parent her two children. They were never married, and he is not the biological father of the kids. He said he dated this woman for six years, and he's the only father they've known. I think the children need to be close to their mom's new boyfriend, not mine. Um, Is this crazy to you, or am I being selfish? Hmm. Well, I mean, he's telling you that he's Hmm. co-parenting. And they've been in a relationship for six years, I believe you said. Uh-huh, uh-huh, for six years. Uh, they, the only dad they've known, he's the father figure in their life. That's the relationship he had before he met you. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't want him to have a relationship with the kids no more because you on the scene. What 40-year-old man, you know, don't come with no baggage, no history, mm-hmm. no nothing. So when you met him online, he's never been married and has no kids. What do you think he been doing for them 40 years? <laughs> So, do I think you're being a bit unreasonable? I think exactly you're being unreasonable. First of all, he didn't have to tell you this. You're in a long-distance relationship. Most folks wouldn't have said that. Most fellas. I'm telling you. So, he's told you what you're dealing with so you'll know. He's the only dad they've ever known. Some people, some men love these kids. And just because me and your mama ain't working, man, I still love these kids. Yeah, thing to take care of someone else's kids. That's kind of nice. Now, are you being selfish? That's you know, you're 38. You want your own kids? I don't know what's happening. Leave that man alone with that thing he's doing over there. Yeah, yeah, we're doing way too much. All right, uh, Big Pat in Alabama says, "I'm a 54 year old woman, and my husband and I went to a swingers party. We just watched. We didn't participate. A few days mm. later, my husband says he wants us to swing." But in the privacy of our own home, he wants to invite this woman he met uh, over to our home and have sex with her. Just him and her behind closed doors without me. (laughs) (laughs) I told him that's called an affair, not swinging. And there is a difference in the two. Dot, dot, dot. Right? Damn. What? You brought this Hell up. yeah, it is. Wait a minute. Hold on. Let me ask you something. Didn't you say in the letter that you was 54? Yes, you are. Yes. And you typing me, ask me that. Mm-hmm. Y'all went to a swingers party together. Y'all just watched. You didn't think while watching, wasn't nothing going to cross his mind. Whose idea was to go to the swingers party? And there party? we go. <laughs> mm. 
somebody had to introduce the idea what you are him now whoever it was now your husband went off on his own and met this other woman and won't come over to the house and have sex with her behind closed doors alone. Now Big Pat at the house. Now Big Pat, that's her name, Big Pat. Now Big Pat, I don't know why they call you Big Pat. I have an idea, but I just I can't assume that. Let's. I'm just gonna go with you, Big Pat. Big Pat, you're going along with too much. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, if you was little cute ass Pat, would you tolerate uh, this? But since you calling girl. yourself Big Pat, he thought he'd run mm-hmm. this by you. Mm-hmm. I tell you mm-hmm. what, bring her over here and shut the door. See what happens. See what, <laughs> see what happened with that door. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm gonna show you why they call me Big Pat. <laughs> that door don't stand a damn chance. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Thank you, CLO. <laughs> Swinging. Coming up, nephew with Run That Prank Back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour in trending news, Chuck D responds to the backlash over his R. Kelly comments. Also in trending news, YouTube bans all anti-vax content. And in our Tell Me Something Good segment, we'll tell you about a heartwarming video that has gone viral. It's a story about a father supporting his son who's battling cancer. We'll discuss all of these stories at the top of the hour. But right now, the nephew is here to put a smile on our face with Run That Prank Back, which you got for his nephew right, today. Your drunk husband. <laughs> your drunk husband. Cat dog, if you would. <laughs> would. Would is the word. If you would, cat dog. <laughs> <laughs> would is a fragrance. <laughs> I understand that. Cat dog, if you... Cat dog, can we go? <laughs> <laughs> Hello? You got to hold on a minute, okay? All right. I got your phone. I'll give your wife a call. Hello? Hello? Right? right now, you're inebriated, sir. Okay? Right now, I should be taking you in, but I'm not going to do that. You let me, if Hello? she's able to come and pick you up, I'll let her come get you. All right? Officer Brian's going to put you in his squad car. I'm going to call your wife. I, I, I've got the phone dialing now. All right? Okay. Hello? 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 Who is this? Hello? Who am, I, who am I speaking with, please? Who is this? This is Officer Daniel. Uh, Officer Daniel? You just called from... This is my husband's number. Who is the, uh, who is Officer Daniel? I am Officer Daniels, ma'am. Your, your husband's actually been pulled over, and he's been uh, actually he's in uh, another officer's car. He's uh, he's a little bit inebriated here, and we're trying to see about getting him picked up. I'm trying my best not to take him in today, so I'm trying to be a good Samaritan. I'm trying to get Wait, someone to come and pick him up. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Back up, back up. You you got my husband. Uh, I, what I got here on the driver's license is uh, Kenny, Kenny. And he's with you now. He's actually in Officer Brian's uh, squad car right now. So uh, he was actually uh, bobbing and weaving out on the road, and we pulled him over. He's not creating any problems. The young lady wasn't creating any problems. So what we're, try- what we're trying to do is get somebody to come and pick him up. You have my husband because my husband is at work, so he can't be in no Officer Brian or in your car. And, and what, okay. Back up. Did you say, tell me again, did you say somebody's with Kenny? There, is, there was a young lady in the car, man. We're actually letting her go because she's not inebriated. 
Uh, from the looks of it, somebody she's calling somebody to to pick her up now. Man, so. no, no, I, I can't believe this. Shannon, I know that dirty son got no back in my car. That's my car, and you said that he had. Tell me this, officer. Tell me this. Look at that and tell me what she looked like. It better not be that. Better not be the one I think she is. I have no idea. I know. Excuse me, ma'am. I know. Ma what exactly is your name? About in my car, he's supposed to be working. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Jazz? Jasmine. Okay. You're Jasmine. Okay. No, just stay there. We'll talk to you in a moment. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, her name is Jasmine. I'm not yeah, sure yeah, who yeah. she is okay. in relation to Gabe, yeah. but... Keep him well, there. Keep, keep it, yeah, hold him there until I get there. I'm on my way. I'm on my way right now. Hey, Bridget, I want you to watch these children for me until I get back. I'm going to see if I can give me a ride up to the truck stop, and I'll be All back right. in a minute. Hello? Yeah, Hello. I'm still here. Are you, are you there? I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Okay, okay ma'am. Listen, I can't. I can't stay here too much longer. I can. I can stay here maybe another fifteen, twenty minutes. Somebody come get the car, and but I got to keep moving here. I'm just trying to do a favor, and not listen, take this listen, guy in. I'm. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I got my purse in my hand. I'm on my way to that truck stop. Please don't take that nowhere, cause I got something for his. And when I get there, I hope like hell it ain't that that's been calling me to with me all through the night. Leave her there till I get there. Because I got some things that I need to take care of this day. Don't move the squad car till I get there. I'm on my way right now. Right now. I'll be there in a minute. I well, that took my car and picked up that today. We done had arguments over this. It better not be that. It better not. I bet you it better not be her. It better not be her. I'm on my way. I'll be there in a minute. I'll be okay, there. Keep okay. that till I get there. Okay. Well, do you know, there's a guy that was with Kenny. Let me close my door so you can hear me better, man. Uh, yeah. There was another gentleman that was in the back seat of the car that was uh, riding with Kenny and the young lady. I don't give a about no other riding with Kenny. You just make sure he's there when I get there. Okay. Okay. Now, do you know who this other gentleman, do you know uh, 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 Nephew Tommy? I don't care about no Nephew, nephew Tommy, <laughs> nephew Tommy. <laughs> Cynthia, this is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show, baby. Your husband Kenny got me to prank phone call you. Man, <laughs> you got to, you got to, you, you ain't kidding me. So let me tell you what was just going to happen to Kenny and nephew Tommy. I was going to go down to Bankhead in 285 and, <laughs> and tell him when he get home, he's still going to. Oh, be oh. oh, my God. You all right? Oh, my God. Now, I'm going to check. Where you at, Tommy? <laughs> oh, man. He told me, he said, man, my wife don't play. He said, I call my wife, man, to prank my wife. You all right, Tiffany? I'm good, Tommy. I'm good. I'm good. But what? For real, though, he's at work. He ain't work. He ain't work. He ain't work. He in your car at work. He work. He better be at work. <laughs> hey, baby, tell me this. What's the baddest radio show in the land? Steve Harlan Morning Show. I don't know. Stupid. Would you cry? <laughs> if I touched, if I kissed, if I held you tight. Yeah. Wow. 
What's going what? on? All right, King How stupid Prince. was it? <laughs> it was pretty stupid. I'm just, it was I'm up just there. trying to get a stupid rebuttal from y'all. How stupid was it? That's all I want to know. It was pretty stupid. I don't even know why you ask. Yeah, I mean, what do you think we're going to say? Let me ask you a question. Has this show or the people on the show ever complimented you on anything of intelligence? Yes. Or has it all been stupid? Other it's than intelligent, it's intelligently it's stupid. Presidency. It's intelligently stupid, stupid and, and that means a lot. Yes. <laughs> stupid and intelligence, about half and half. Um, one, what I'm seeing. Yeah. That's my boy. That's my boy right there. You see, that's what I'm talking about. Now, that's how you back somebody up. That's if you, you meet ride. somebody and half the time they stupid and the other half they intelligent, which one you think wins? Stupid. You get a little of both. You get a little of both. Nah, because nah, that stupid see, shows see, up. It can't be not, half and half. You're not intelligently thinking right now. And that's, that's, you gotta. <laughs> right there. You, you, right there. I'm in, I am intelligently stupid. And, yeah. and if you can. It takes right a lot of intelligence to be that stupid. Thank I mean, you. That's what the what I see. Stupid yeah. wins not, every not, time. Yeah, yeah. That's you how you say something intelligent. We're gonna remind you that your ass is stupid. Ain't you the same one with your ass in the car with a possum? See, that's how your man gonna get reminded. <laughs> okay, but he intelligently found out it was not a possum. So that is love that. Team wow. Tommy. Come on, Team Tommy. Oh, you mean he looked back there? <laughs> All right. That took we a gotta lot get out of here. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have some trending news headlines right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Public Enemy's Chuck D is clarifying his comments about R. Kelly after they sparked controversy online. After it was announced that Kelly was found guilty on all counts, Chuck D took to Twitter to share his thoughts. Abused in youth, an addict as an adult, Ike Turner served 18 months in prison, Rick James did similar time, Ike came out a changed, positive human being. How long should R. Kelly spend in prison, and does a USA system give a man a chance to change his world around? Well, reactions to his take on the verdict were met with backlash, and he took to Twitter once again to set the record straight. Just to be clear, I'm not the R. Kelly fan here, adding that his actions were criminal. Now, the tweet continues, my apologies if the wings of perception loomed beyond the words on this slave app. Okay, he got deep there at the end. I don't know what that means. But you get the gist. Uh, Chuck D, (laughs) justice for the victims, period. I can't can't go with none of that. I mean, look. um, Defend our black women, our sisters. Here's the deal. I turn a did. How much time he say? He said 18 months 18 in months. prison. And rightfully so yeah. for abusing Tina Turner. His wife. Yeah. Eat his wife. And that's when you physically abuse a person, you got to do some time. Emotional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We talking about kids here. Yes. We talking about kids and sexual assault, sexual trafficking, racketeering. Uh, the list what, goes on. But but but, but see, listen to me. Yeah. I understand. I understand what Chuck D was trying to say, but that ain't how it got took. 
Yeah, but it, it came off like he was defending R. Kelly. Kelly. That's period. That's what period got. Yeah, that's what everybody got out of that. I'm period. not finna be confused about that. That's when you no. shut your damn no. mouth. Yeah, you ain't got to I mean, comment look, on everything. <laughs> right. But, you know, look, he, what Chuck D said when he said, when does a man get a life to the chance to write his life? He had the he had chance, chance. Yeah. when he Absolutely. was first acquitted. Mm-hmm. And he walked yes. out that courtroom with that big giant cigar. Yep. And the same that was back dog, in what, 96? God had given you a chance right there, dog, mm-hmm. to go to go either get yourself some help, straighten your life up, man, or start dating grown women of their own will. But you could, and you went worse, dog. You went and got some more kids. No, man, hold up. That's it. That's yeah. the problem yeah. I got. Mm-hmm. The jury made that, that decision. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a tragedy. Talking BS, straight BS, yeah. straight BS. Mm-hmm. And you know, man, look, it's a tragedy on all levels. Yeah. These victims, first of all, and you have no idea the damage that's done to them. Right. And there, oh, and there's God. no way to measure it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's also a tragedy that a man didn't take the warning shot and do something with the warning shot. Exactly. I'm, see, I'm, I'm telling he you, didn't man. Correct his behavior and get I, help. I just, no. yeah. Brother, you ask most people, they will tell you, you know, man, I did this before and I should have stopped. I did oh, that well. and I, I shouldn't have did that other one. Man, if I'd only just went on to my house. No remorse. Most people get a warning shot, man. Yeah. OJ got a big warning shot. Dog, mm-hmm. Most people get a warning shot. When he kept getting arrested for all them abuse calls, them, them, them was OJ's warning shots. Yeah. That woman yeah. called the police 911 how many times? Went down there with bruises on herself how many times? They had pictures yeah. of her, yeah. Bruh, oh. that ain't, you, you, you kept Warnings. getting away with it, now finally here you go. Yeah. Okay. Man, right, I'm telling you. Some of those people think they're invincible, they're untouchable. You know, they use their celebrity, all of that. But anyway. Um, R. Kelly should have stayed trapped in their closet. If somebody related to Chuck D, he would be thinking differently and speaking differently. As a victim. Uh-huh. A victim. Uh-huh. Yeah. He that's got right, no skin yeah. in good the point. game. That's so, right. Yeah, that's right, anything. Jay. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very true. Well, I think he cleared it up, yeah. Chuck yeah. D. I think he, he cleared to, it up. Right. And I understand what he was trying to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like he, didn't come like out he that tried way. to say, the wings of perception. Yeah, he tried to I'm get deep at right the there. end. My apologies if the wings of perception right. loomed beyond the words on this slave app. I, 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 I don't know what the slave app was. On there, though. He, don't, he don't use <laughs> loom that often. Well, you can't call it a slave <laughs> app. You don't you use own. loom. Yeah, but you're on it, right? You're on yeah. the slave app. Right. With the first right. message. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say, Tommy? He don't use loomed. He, uh, that, trust that ain't a that regular truck word for loomed. That's a word he yelled out for. Give me a big yeah. word. Loom. 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 Stupid Jay. All right. We're going to try to move forward, crazy people. Uh, uh, because in other trending news, YouTube has announced, uh, they announced this yesterday, that it will block all anti-vaccine content taking their ban on false information about COVID vaccines and expanding it to include content that includes misinformation about other approved vaccines. The move comes as tech companies like YouTube and Facebook are being criticized for not doing enough to stop the spread of false health information on their sites. 
That's so huge. There you go. Yeah, that's that good. is that's big. really good. Yeah. That's yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. That's and, mm-hmm. and, good. And, and take amazing? down Trump one. Take that down too. You need to take some <laughs> while you're at it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. congratulations. Uh, that's great. But I mean, since we now now we got something we can all agree on. Why can't we agree on help, hate groups? I think all the information for the yes, Klan and the skinheads and yeah. anybody that hates another group, I think that ought to be taken down too. You know. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes. But the only yeah, reason they're doing see. that now is because their kids are sick too. See, as soon as something happened to their kids. Everybody mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. We're moving on. Uh, thank you guys. Coming up at 20 minutes after the hour, we'll look into the mind of J. Anthony Brown right know. after Uh-oh. this. Uh oh. Uh oh. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. It's your buddy. <laughs> Introduce him, please. Ladies and gentlemen, J. Anthony Brown. What up, everybody? It's the wedding of all times on the 21st of October, 22nd, 23rd, Atlanta Comedy Theater. And 29 and 30, I'll be at the Island Comedy Lounge in Silver Springs, Wheatonton, Maryland, baby. That's where I'm going to be. Now, a lot of you aunties, uncles, moms, dads, cousins, friends, because of COVID, people have moved back in. And that's okay. And you've lost control of your house. And that's not good. Well, I'm here to set you up with some rules that will let you get more control of your house if you decide to let somebody move in. First of all, money (laughs) up front. No, we don't pay when we get paid. We we pay for we move a damn box in. We pay straight up front, okay? And you got to make it uncomfortable. You only get a bed in your room. You can't have a computer, a TV, a chair. Sit your ass on the edge of the bed. I'm just trying to help you out, okay? Sit, sit, on, sit on the edge. No chair. No. No. Too comfortable. Why are you lounging in my room? You're lounging. I, no, that's not what we're trying to do. Now, if you can't afford a small refrigerator, uh-huh. Okay, you can use the big refrigerator, but you okay. got to put your stuff in that bottom bin. The bottom <laughs> bin. Throw your back your stuff there. goes in the bottom because I don't want to look in there thinking it's mine. Then I eat it. Now, I got to hear your mouth. Why? Why? I don't need to hear that. Right. Jay, what are these reasons for? These are for people who move in. We need harsher rules. So that you understand whose house this is. I love Not you. your house. No company. Oh, hell no. No company. No. 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 Nobody. And nobody can drop you off. You can't sit in front of my house in the car and talk. No. No. Hell no. Have your friends pick your ass up at the corner because I don't want people to know where I live. You know these people, but I don't know these people. Right. So, no. Uh, Ain't going to be no man. This is very important. Now, if you Uh live with an older person, most older people might get up between four, five, six, and seven. Some may sleep to 12. So, which means your bathroom hours are 7, 8, 9, and 10. <laughs> and you don't need to be in there when I got to pee. I, I mean, really. Right, because, yeah, you we don't know This is everything. Yeah. All right. Bye. All right. Thank you, Jay. More of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 34 minutes after, right after this. 
You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Uh, what is going on? The NBA is looking to get all of its players vaccinated. That's a good thing before the start of the season. Uh, amid new executive orders in San Francisco and New York City, any unvaccinated NBA players who cannot play will now have to forfeit their pay. Okay? Got serious. No play, no pay. Mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving makes $435,000 a game. What? He's saying he's not taking a vaccine. Okay, look, yeah. man. Um, brothers, I'm just going to say this to all y'all. This your livelihood. Y'all sitting up in here tripping about the research done on the vaccine, which is ample enough for them to make it worldwide. I don't know what you're tripping on. And you can talk about it's my choice. It's your choice. But when your choice affects the livelihood and welfare of other people, it's not just your choice. You're in a locker room in closed quarters every day with these group of guys. And what you can't do is come in there sick and then affect their livelihood and their money. It's a team sport. Now, brothers, get this damn vaccine and carry your ass on. How much y'all make a game on? Oh, Kyrie makes $435,000. Where the needle at? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what Give show? Me all three of them. Give me all three of them. Yeah. LeBron yep, yep. got vaccinated. Yep. That should tell you yep. something. Lead by example. There you go. I got the vaccine before LeBron. I'm not a follower. I don't need nobody's permission to take care of me and my damn family. Right. right. I, I, and and right. I don't want to hear your theory. Oh, yeah, about why you're not taking misinformation I, I don't and care. all those theories and all Listen, that. Listen, yeah, yeah. it's my choice. It is until it affects me. Right. It's your choice That's to be in the Ku Klux Klan. But if you come over in my house with your sign and your hood on, I got something for your ass. Now, your decision is fitting to affect something now. Your Actions right to choose. Actions have consequences. Thank you, Carla Ferrell. And employees Sorry. have the right to try to protect all their employees, and that's what they're trying to do. Safe Saying, work environment. You can't come Safe. in here, yeah. and we don't no, know what the hell you got. Now, either you take the shot, get tested, or you stay your ass home and forfeit your money. Here's the way. That's a lot of money to force a lot of paper. Lot but of what money, about right? regular jobs? So people in the airline industry, yeah. United, some, laid some off all those people. But that, right? you know what? See, Carla, yeah. it's all relative. Yeah. See, just cause Kyrie make four hundred thirty-five thousand dollars a game, I've heard that number before. But when you make four thousand dollars a month, mm-hmm. and somebody talking about you can come get this four thousand, or you get nothing. I'm finna go get this shot because this four thousand. That's my four thirty-five a game. That's my life. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. I know. Yesterday, I know. yesterday, United Airlines fired over five hundred employees. Yesterday, nurses. Uh, they refused to get vaccinated uh, by the company's deadline. A federal judge can mandate that New York City teachers get the vaccine as well. So. I mean, getting fired or getting the vaccine, these are your choices, and you choose to get fired? You sitting on this plane with all these people, and you ain't vaccinated. I I don't... Working around, you know, baggage claim. What do they think is in this shot? That's fear, Tommy. It really is. I'm sick of weed-smoking-ass people 
talking about they not taking the vaccine. You don't know what's in that bag. You don't know when they to sprinkle something on it. You don't know what they doing. But we buy dope. Y'all kidding me? You buy dope. You, you don't know what's in it. You yeah. just taking it. You have to go with weed smokers though. You could have. I wanted to Jay because I wanted to hurt you. Got <laughs> him with that. I tried to hurt you. You have to leave. You had to lead with that. I led with weed because I know how you feel about it. We get the point, but I mean, you could have done something else. Chicken or soup or something. I still have to go back. You don't know what's in the soup that you got to eat after you (laughs) smoke the weed. That's right. Apple bits are in the damn soup. That's what's in the soup. That's, I know what's in the All right, coming up next, we're going to switch gears. And Nephew Tommy is here with today's prank phone call right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject, it's time for a change. But right now, the nephew is here with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Neff? It is time Uh for a prank call. All right? Mm -hmm. All minds clear. (laughs) Heads bowed, eyes closed. You prayed for a job. That's what you did. You prayed Mm. for a job. Cat dog, if you would... Hello, I'm trying to reach a uh, Carolyn, please. This is Carolyn. Hi, Carolyn. Listen, my name is Lawrence. Lawrence, I, I actually go to the same church you do. I, I saw you last Sunday where you uh, stood up in the church, and, and I heard that you were talking about you were going through some bad times. Oh, mm-hmm. Well, your uh, job supposedly got rid of the department that you were in, and, and you're now seeking a new type of work. Am I right? Yes, or just yes, just, right. just work, period, because you're looking for a new occupation, and you... I was there when you asked everybody to pray for you. Uh, yes. Have you have you found anything yet? Mm-mm, I haven't. You know, I've, I've been praying. I, we prayed again today. I I asked for the, the church's prayers again today, and and I, I know everything's gonna work out because you know he said you take one step, he gonna take two. That's right. So I'm, I'm prepping, and I know it's gonna happen. I well, know. Well, listen. I think I may be able to be of some help to you. I actually own my own company, and I'm thinking that I you could be the perfect person for a position that I have available. Uh, now, what what type of work were you doing in the past? Give me some of your job qualifications. Oh, I'm executive secretary, administrative assistant, anything like that. Type 88 words a minute. Uh, even take the old style shorthand. Oh, I can do it all. You just tell me what you need, and I can do it. Take care of your executives that come through the office. Anything that's needed. Travel expenses. That's what I do. Okay, and now, I'm good uh, at it too. Uh, what what type of hours are you used to working? Nine to five. Sometimes I, I come in at eight. I don't have a problem with coming in at eight. I can come in even earlier if you need me to come in earlier. Are you opposed to working at night? No, I don't. I don't mind working at night. I mean, it just it just depends. You know, right now beggars can't be choosing. Right. I, I, I ask and, and it's being given to me. Okay. What, I, what kind of hours we looking at? I have a I have a uh, an offer for you that it would be Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. You will only be working three days a week for me. Okay. Uh, no, I just to let you know, I was looking for something with a few more hours, a few more days. I need like full time. I have a family. Well, I, I, I have bills to pay. Right, right, right. I understand. But listen, I, I, I think the actual amount will suffice for that. Now, I'm going to offer you seven hundred and fifty dollars per night for three nights a week. That's that's two thousand two hundred and fifty dollars for 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 those three days for one week. One minute. 
What's your seven hundred fifty dollars a night? Seven hundred and fifty dollars a night. And I'm and, making out two thousand or something. You you making a week, a, a week ma'am? And and if you do the math on that, that that adds up to about nine thousand dollars for a month. Ooh. Sounds too good to be true, but now I, I I put it all in his hands. I turned it over. That's what we're supposed to do. I did it, and, and you tell me I'll make seven hundred fifty dollars a night. Okay. But, I mean, what what gonna be doing? Keeping your books, you know? Because I, I I do a little accounting too. Well, let me say this. Now, the reason why I say it's at night is because I own a a nightclub, and and you would be working at the nightclub for me, so you would put in about four or five hours uh, every night. And, and and for three nights a week, like I stated, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and and um, of course I'll pay you seven hundred fifty. Matter of fact, I'll actually pay you your first two weeks in advance. And I need that. But I know, I'm sure you you know you've you've lost your balance. You need to get back on your feet and everything. Yes, I do. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um. So so exactly what is it you you know I'll be doing because I'm sure like I said I can do office work. I'm good. Like accounting. You tell me a clerk. Front door. I can keep your books going. Right. Well, no, not necessarily. I don't need you to work the front door. Um, I'm actually going to have you in the club working. Okay. So, um, I mean, how, how are you? How's your physical condition? Are you able to get around and and you don't get tired quick? Do you? Now, are you in good physical shape? Yes, I'm in very good physical shape. Don't get tired quick at all. You need to do something like be able to bartenders or something, work at the bar to make sure all the money's there, nobody's stealing money from you or something uh, like no, that. No, no, no. You're not at the bar either. See, because what I'm going to do now, have you ever done anything like, you know, anything close to dance or anything like that? Have you done that in the past? Yeah, I did a little ballet when I was younger. Uh, drill squad, cheerleading. I mean, I do a little dance here and, you know, go out every once in a while. You know, you do a little dancing here and there. Okay. Yeah, I don't have but, a problem with moving around. Okay, well, that's good. Because, see, what what I want you to do is I want you to do a little bit of dancing in the club. Oh, you, oh, some, you have some, like, ballroom dancing or something where you need me to teach. I don't know how to do the ballroom dancing, so I can't work with nobody on that stuff like that. No, I'm not asking you to do any uh, uh, ballroom dancing or anything like that. What I need you to do is I want you to dance on the pole. See, I have what? a on the pole. See, I have a strip club. I want you to dance on the pole. Uh, 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 pole? What the hell do you need to dance on a pole? Well, actually, I own um, the Silk Stocking, which is a strip club. Oh, I'm not a Silk Stocking. What the hell do you need? You don't want me to dance on the pole. You know what? This is You must be at your mind. I don't dance on a pole for nobody. You can take that pole, Mr. Kelly, whatever your name is. You can strap that pole up your what? You must be out your mind. But don't you want to make this money? I got seven hundred and fifty dollars a night for you. I don't need that kind of money. I'm telling you right now, you and that pole dance, you can take that pole and shove it up the damn. You have no business calling me about no dancing on no pole, and I don't need that money from nobody at church. I'm trying to get you a job, baby. They told me that you was in need of a job, so I'm just I trying to. I don't need that. I'm not in need of that kind of job. I'm not in need of no jobs. I'm taking off my damn drawers from my damn butt window and dance on my damn pole. What's wrong with you? Okay, what if I bump it up to $1,000 a night? You know, I don't care if you bump it up to two, three, four, five thousand dollars I ain't taking my drawers off for no I damn body. I want your on that pole. You know, you, you, know, you ain't going to see my You know, you know but I want your in church. I'm going to need spray. That's where you need to be calling me, talking about you guys. You know, this is right here. When I this see you at church next Sunday. When you see me at church, I say, don't you come up to me and say nothing to me because if I see you, I'm going to bust you in face. I'm going to come and ask you and Wendell, will you get your butt on the pole? No, and if you're going to come by Wendell, I'm going to whip your 
Well, let me say this to you. Are you listening to me? You know what? I don't want to listen to you. So I'm getting ready to hang up. You know, don't you call me no more. I almost, call my damn phone no wait more. just a minute, Carolyn. I want to say this. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> you just got pranked by your cousin, Ravina. <laughs> Ravina? My cousin, Ravina? Hell, I'm going to give a Give it to me. Give it to her. me. You got her. All right. That's all I want to know. Did I get it? I'm not getting the draws off of nobody. I don't care if you jump it up to three, five thousand dollars a night. I wish you'd call him. Well, he's screaming at heart to get on yeah, the pole. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, you want, I don't know no ballroom dancer, but I can learn. Yeah. <laughs> Did a little ballet. I, I get a little ballet. Did a little ballet. Man. Did a little drill. I was a drill major oh, at you. Know. <laughs> I know all that drill. Have two, four, five, six, eight, nine. Two step, you know. Mm-hmm. That don't pay $750. You know, major rats, you know. I type 80 some words a minute. I do shorthand. 80 some words a minute. I ain't, I don't know who do that. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, I can type that. Oh, my God. You could type 88 words a minute. Man, I really? took typing in school. I type 34 words a minute. <laughs> Full of mistakes. I can, I can type more than that, but they be spelled wrong. Every oh, dog, I'm talking about, man. And you remember the slogan you had to type? To touch all the cues of the yellow sun moon. Yeah. The, la- the hey, quick yes. brown fox jumped over the lazy dog's back. Yeah. Oh, wow. The quick wow. brown Steve, fox that. jumped wow. over the lazy the dog's fox. back. That made you touch all the keys. Mm-hmm. 34 words a minute. <laughs> all <laughs> L- committed. J-K-L-7. Thank you, guys. <laughs> All right, coming up next, Strawberry Letters subject. It's time for a change. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live. That's for you, Jay. On the air, like we're doing this one right here, right now. Never know, it could be yours. Could be. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the strawberry letter. Subject, it's time for a change. Dear Stephen Shirley, I'm a board-certified registered nurse, and I was raised in public housing by my aunt because my mother had me when she was 16. After I graduated from high school, I found out my aunt was sleeping with my boyfriend, so I beat her up and spent time in juvenile detention. From that point on, I was told that I wouldn't amount to anything. I beat the odds, and I got a nursing degree. I'm 30 years old, and I just bought my first house not far from where I grew up. All of my female friends from high school are still fighting over the same men and working two and three jobs to pay the bills. We still have house parties and go on vacations, but I usually pay most of the expenses when we plan anything. I have been dating the same guy for 10 years, and I'm really proud of the man he's become. I've been patient with him while he completes his degree, but I don't think he's taking classes right now. When I evaluate where I am and who I associate with, I get sad. At work, 
I'm a different person. I get to talk to the other shift nurses and doctors, and it's a different world than what I live. And when I go home, my boyfriend loves to say I'm different and I talk proper when I'm at work. I am aware that I'm two different people and I enjoy the progressive side of life more so than uh, the one I grew up in. The more I hang with my girls on the weekend and we drink till 3 a.m., the more I know that I'm outgrowing them. I'm ready to walk away from everything that's familiar in my life, but I can't do this anymore. Am I being a sellout if I pull away from my friends? Am I supposed to keep waiting for my boyfriend to get himself all the way together? Is there a way to distance myself respectfully? Wow, if anyone needs a change in their life, I would say it would be you. And those of us who have lived and have some experience at life, we will definitely tell you that the one constant in life is change. And we can't avoid it because it's going to happen whether we want it to or not. And guess what? What you're feeling and what you're going through right now, that's a good thing. You distance yourself by trying new things, different things, and and staying busy. That's how you do it respectfully. And you can say no. It's okay to say no if you don't want to do stuff with them like hanging out and drinking until 3 a.m. You know, that's not what you do anymore. Change means growth. And you already said that you are outgrowing them. You feel it. You see it. And that's okay. Trust me, you will not be the first one to get a new circle of friends. Uh, It's nothing wrong with that. You should accept and embrace it where it's taking you. This is your path now, your journey. You're on your journey. You're not a sellout. And don't let them try to make you think you're a sellout because you want to move up and, and, and move on and move differently. They just um, they just don't want you to outshine them, all right? That's where that hate would be coming from. You're 30 now. What is your man doing besides putting you down, talking about you talk proper and you're different now? Uh, you said he's not even in school, taking classes. So you have no idea when or if he's going to finish. Um, I say stop wasting your time. Go ahead and live your life. Um... Please don't waste any more of your time with your hating friends. You have to pay for everything with them anyway. What is that about? That that says to me that they're users letting you pay for everything. That's not right. So if they don't appreciate the change in you, that doesn't ignite like something in them to be better. I, I think there are plenty of other people out there that will. I just say, go on, live your life. Be great. Steve? All right, the subject is this time for a change. Let me say this about Shirley's response. Every single word Shirley Strawberry just said was 1,000% true, period. There's no no getting around what she told you, nothing like this. Sometimes you have to hear it a different way. (laughs) Now, what Shirley did was she told you exactly right. I hope you hear that because she told you almost in a way where your new, better, and more improved side could understand and take it in. So since Shirley has so eloquently done that for the new, improved, new you, (laughs) I'm going to talk to you as the old you. (laughs) So you can get both sides, you can pick which one. you. Now, I want you to understand, I'm going to say the exact same thing Shirley just said. But we're going to take the other route. Let's break the letter down. Here we go. I'm a board-certified registered nurse. I was raised in public housing by my aunt because my mother had me when she was 16. After I graduated from high school, I found out my aunt was sleeping with my boyfriend, so I beat her up and I had to spend time in juvenile detention. Okay, great. Let's break this down. 
Your mama had you early. You moved in with your aunt. Your aunt was, you know, tricky. You find out she slept with your boyfriend. You whoop your aunt ass. <laughs> yep. Did what happened? That's about sums it up. Yep. Now, you jumped on her real good because you got charges pressed. <laughs> and now you done went down to juvie. Now, you were told that you would never amount to anything, and then you beat the odds. You got out. You rose above your circumstances. You did exactly that. You have a nursing degree. You're 30 years old, and you just bought your first house. Not far from where I grew up. That was the mistake. Uh-uh. You bought your first house not far from where you grew up. That was your first mistake because now it has kept you too close to your past. And I hate to tell y'all this, but the antigen in the hood, you got to keep it real. The real antigen should be you got to keep it moving. I'll be hang on, back Steve. with why. <laughs> yeah, hang on. We'll have part two of your response coming up at 23 minutes after. Today's Strawberry Letter subject is time for a change. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letter. The subject, it's time for a change. Young girl had a very, whose 30-year-old woman is writing this letter, had a very similar past to a lot of people. Her mother was young when she had her. That's not a problem or sin. Uh, you were raised by your aunt, and then uh, you found out when you graduated from high school, your aunt was sleeping with your boyfriend. So you beat her ass. And you had spent some time down in juvie, and from that point on, you was told you wouldn't amount to anything, and then you did what so many of us have done. You beat the odds. You got a nursing degree. You're 30 years old. You just bought your first house. Here's a problem. Not far from where I grew up, right around them very same people that said you would never amount to anything. All your female friends from high school are still fighting over the same men and working two and three jobs to pay the bills. All my female friends from high school are still fighting over the same men and working two, three jobs to pay the bills. I'm going to say my next statement. We still have house parties, go on vacations, but I usually pay most of the expenses when we plan anything. Shirley said it this way, you need a new group of friends. Why is your ass trying to hang on to something that is not providing a benefit to you? You know why? Because you are suffering from what so many people use as an emotion that has turned out to be the most useless emotion in the world, and it is called guilt. Stop suffering from guilt because it's a useless emotion. It serves nobody any purpose except the person who's applying the guilt. And the guilt is being applied by your friends. Since they can't afford to do nothing you can, you got to pay for it. You need some new damn friends. (laughs) Here we go. But I usually pay for most of the expenses. I have been dating the same guy for 10 years, and I'm really proud of the man he's become I've been patient with him while he completes his degree, but I don't think he's taking classes right now. And when I elevate where I am and who I associate with, I get sad. You are now sad with where you've gotten yourself because where you've gotten remains to stay too close to where you're from. Hmm. Once again, the antigen in the hood, if you got to keep it real, the antigen is really you got to keep it moving. So you have tried to stay true to your roots when your roots is sick. Your roots are poisoned. Your root is going to hinder and and thwart 
the development of your growth as a plant because you're trying to stay true to your roots. Well, your roots ain't moving. They ain't in good soil. They ain't being fertilized or nothing. Now, you got the same guy for 10 years. You proud of the man he's become, but you don't think he in class is right. You don't even know what he's doing. So now your association, if you continue to associate, remember the saying, association brings on participation? If you keep hanging with them, guess what? You keep doing what them is doing. So now you're throwing house parties and you're drinking. For what? What's the benefit? At work, I'm a different person. I get to talk to the other shift nurses. Oh, you get to talk with people who are uh, like-minded. Oh, okay. You get to talk to other shift nurses and doctors, and it's a different world than when I live in when I go home. That's because you bought your home in the wrong place. You know, you ain't got to keep it real. You got to keep it moving. And this is not an anti-hood statement because all the great things in my life is from the hood. I couldn't stay there and elevate at the same time. So, number one, you need to think about that. My boyfriend loves to say I'm different and I talk proper when I'm at work. I'm aware that I'm two different people, and I enjoy the progressive side of my life more than one I grew up in. It's because you, it's time for you to grow up and to move on. Some people are in your life for a season. There are a lot of people in your life that are seasonal people. Everybody come with you, can't go with you. You got to stop trying to hang on to your past when it's thwarting your future. You can't keep hanging out with what you used to be when God has something clearly he wants you to be. But you have the power of choice, so hanging on to what you used to be is prohibiting you from fully reaching the potential of what you could be. I'm not ready to walk away from everything that's familiar in my life. Then cool, stay there. Throughout your growth, continue not to grow. Go to house parties, drink to three o'clock in the morning. Date a man that ain't moving forward, that's tripping on you because you different and you enjoy the difference, but you ain't ready to walk away from everything that's familiar with you. If you stay in your comfort zone, that's where you're going to fail. That's true. Stay, say that again. Please. If you stay in your comfort zone, that's where you will fail. Yeah. Mm. Success is not in your comfort zone. It's on the other side. And if you want to be successful, you got to get out your comfort zone and prepare yourself to get uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Am I being a sellout if I pull out from my friend? Hell no, you ain't being a sellout. It's called moved out. Yeah. You ain't no sellout. You moved out. Am I supposed to keep waiting for my boyfriend to get himself all the way together? Is there a way to distance myself respectfully? No, the way you distance yourself respectfully is that you you stop hanging with them. Stop. Lady, you know them nothing. They're going to say, keep it real to you. They're going to say you a sellout. Or you can stay there and regret it the rest of your life or you can go and move on and see what God has for you. You ain't finna be less black. Mm. Post your comments on yeah. today's Strawberry Letter Number at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook. Check out the po- Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Coming up at 46 minutes after the hour, Sports Sell Talk with Junior. <laughs> right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Here we go. Junior is here with Sports Talk. What you got, Junior? I need my Junior. man Pippin. 
<laughs> this ain't about just Junior. This is about building. What's hey, going something. on, everybody? Go yeah. ahead, Junior. All right, I was Pippen hot week last four. week. 14 to 2 on them picks, Pippin. Yeah. <laughs> Tennessee hey, and play. New York Jets, Pippin. Excuse me? Say it again. Tennessee and New York Jets. Oh, Tennessee. Jets ain't finna win no game, though. <laughs> oh, man. Kansas City <laughs> and Philly. Kansas City not gonna lose three in a row. That's okay, not there happen. it is. Kansas City it is. Carolina Panthers at the Dallas Cowboys. No, Ooh. man, that's gonna be hard because them Panthers is playing, man, and I do not like them, but they are starting to win my heart, man. Cowboys. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. I don't even like picking them, but I got to tell the truth, though. Yeah. <laughs> New York Giants at the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans Saints. Jameson finna make a comeback. Yes, sir. Oh, here we go. Detroit at Chicago. Ooh. Ooh, that's a go-nowhere game. I'm going to go with Detroit <laughs> in the Motor City, <laughs> go-nowhere pimp. game. Get you one. <laughs> I'm going to be with you on this pick right here, pimp. Houston at Buffalo Bills. Oh, Buffalo, man. That's Y'all what know I what's thought, happening. Let's stop this here now. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. Quickly. <laughs> Move Indianapolis, on. Indianapolis Colts at the Miami Dolphins. That black dude that replaced Tonga Luga, whatever his name Tonga is. Tonga Luga. Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> yeah, I can't say his name either. <laughs> yeah. Over the Indianapolis coach, but I'm finna go with Miami, man, just for the surprise. Miami. Washington football team at Atlanta Falcons. Uh-oh, Washington gonna make a comeback. Nice game last week, Hawks. Whatever your <laughs> name is, your birds. They always name their teams after birds. <laughs> Falcons and Hawks. Move around. Name somebody something else. Damn, go ahead, Junior. Seattle <laughs> and San Francisco. Oh, this going to be crazy, man, because I Russell Nim lost last week, and Frisco lost too in the last minute, and Russell Nim struggling. I'm going to have to go with San Francisco, man, San even Fran though I want is. Russell to win. Arizona at the Los Angeles Rams. Oh, that's going to be a monster game right there, man. Rams. Rams it is. Green Bay and Pittsburgh. Oh, man. Green Bay, baby. Come on. I hate the Steelers. Ain't no way in the world. I don't give a damn <laughs> Baltimore and Denver. Oh, man. That's going to be rough, but I'm going to go with Lamar. Baltimore for the win. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Tampa Bay <laughs> at New England. Oh, he oh he going back up there. He gonna beat Bill Belichick ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the Cleveland Browns and uh, Cleveland. Minnesota. I don't give a damn who you say. Who is they playing? Playing Minnesota. Minnesota finna get your ass will. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> See how out. All right, thank you, Junior. Thank you, Pimpin. Coming up hey, at the Junior, top of the text hour. Text me all my picks. J. Anthony Brown's Comedy Roulette right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for J. Anthony Brown's Comedy Roulette. Take it away, Jay, and set it up for us, please. It's so simple. It is just so simple. You take three subjects, any three subjects you want, put them on a wheel. Where it stop, we will make it funny. Damn it. All right. Here are today's categories. Things millennials will say to let you know they're having a bad day. Okay. Wi-Fi out. Ways you say to the family your date is not that attractive. Or the last one, TV shows you don't like to admit that you watch. 
All right. Ooh, ooh, Let's get, spin get it. It stopped on ways you say to the family, your date is not that attractive. Oh, no. And here we go. Comedy roulette ways to let your family know your date is not that attractive. Don't try to look into that wandering eye because it won't be looking at you, okay? Uh-uh. Just don't. Don't, yeah. don't throw yourself off trying to look at it. Go ahead. Yeah. Things you say to the family to let you know that your date is not attractive. You know what? I really think it's great. We have matching hairlines. I really do think it's great. Ways to say your date that isn't really that attractive. You know what? She looked like her daddy, but she got a good spirit. You know what I'm saying? She got a real good spirit. You know she what I'm nice, saying? Tommy. Yeah, she nice, man. <laughs> Ways to say to your family your date ain't that attractive. Uh-huh. Okay, listen. We met at church. Mm. <laughs> That's it. That's it. We met at church. (laughs) Okay. Ways to let your family know that your date is not not that attractive. Okay. He's gonna have to take his jacket off because his hump sweats, okay? So Uh -uh. when he get in the house. (laughs) 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 Ways to say to the family that your date is unattractive. I mean, come on, grandma. You don't use all your teeth either. (laughs) <laughs> Pull up. <laughs> Ways to say to your date that isn't that attractive. Hey, look here. Ways to say to your real... family. Ways to say to your family. I'm sorry that your date is really not that attractive. Listen, from the mm. neck down, she cold, dog. She cold. <laughs> yeah. From the neck down, dog, she cold. I'm just telling you now. <laughs> Woo! You're wrong for that. <laughs> Go ahead, Steve. <laughs> Ways to say to your family that your date ain't that attractive. Mm-hmm. Listen, mm-hmm. it was a car accident. <laughs> Is that what happened? <laughs> Steve, what you All talking right. about? When she get here, just listen. <laughs> it's a car accident. Uh, all right, comedy roulette. Ways to let your family know your date is not that attractive. He has a neck, okay? He has a neck. Yeah. <laughs> no neck behind. <laughs> Ways to tell your family your date is not that attractive. Listen, when she come in here, I'm going to need all these lights off, okay? <laughs> she like talking in the dark. She don't like lights, okay? <laughs> Ways to say to your family, your date just isn't that attractive. Listen, listen, the Lord works in mysterious ways. You know what I'm saying? He just he works in mysterious ways. That's all I can say. But y'all get ready. Here she come. <laughs> ways to say to your family that your date is not that attractive. All right. When she get here, bet not nobody say nothing. <laughs> That's it? We can't say that. I'm just telling you, when she come in here, bet not nobody say a damn thing. That's pretty damn ugly. And I mean nothing. Nothing. All them look all all heavy breathing, nothing. All right. That's Comedy Roulette. J. J. Anthony Brown's Comedy Roulette. We'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 20 minutes after the hour, right after this.
You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. In trending viral video news, did you guys see a black military veteran? His name is Eugene Bazo, Bazi. Eugene Bazi. Uh, he's a Philly native and has only lived in Florida for one year. Well, he officially became a local hero when he successfully used a trash can, a trash can, to fight off and capture a six-foot alligator just loitering in a neighbor's front yard. I saw uh, it. This was crazy, right? Yeah. In wow. some flip-flops. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm just you I'm trying to trap an alligator. First thing I'm going to do is get these damn flip-flops off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot get this foot hung up <laughs> on, at no moment in this attempt. Flip-flops are known to do that. Flip-flops. Man. I don't know how he got over it. He got him, though. I love how he resourceful did. he was with the trash can. Who would I would have run the other way for sure. No, nah, sure. I'm not going over there. I'm good at giving instructions. I don't say that. Yeah. I give instructions. Oh, you you use a trash like, can. Folks. Well, like most black folks, right? Yeah. Use the I'm trash can. Trash can for no alligator. <laughs> My trash can would have had trash in it. <laughs> <laughs> I, if I go outside to get this alligator, he gonna be dinner and a belt. Okay. Yes. <laughs> shoes, all that. I'm shooting. And shoes. And shoes. Yeah. Nah, he got out of his neighbor yard. He's a good neighbor. That's a brave dude. He really is. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Black Dundee. All right. Uh, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 33 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Uh, what is going on? The NBA is looking to get all of its players vaccinated. That's a good thing before the start of the season. Uh, amid new executive orders in San Francisco and New York City, any unvaccinated NBA players who cannot play will now have to forfeit their pay. Okay? Mm-hmm. Still got serious. Mm-hmm. No, no play e, no pay e. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving makes $435,000 a game. What? He's saying he's not taking a vaccine. Okay, look, yeah. man. Um, brothers, I'm just going to say this to all y'all. This is your livelihood. Y'all sitting up in here tripping about the research done on the vaccine, which is ample enough for them to make it worldwide. I don't know what you're tripping on. And you can talk about it's my choice. It's your choice. But when your choice affects the livelihood and welfare of other people, it's not just your choice. You're in a locker room in closed quarters every day with these group of guys. And what you can't do is come in there sick and then affect their livelihood and their money. It's a team sport. Mm -hmm. Now, brothers, get this damn vaccine and carry your ass on. How much I make a game on? Oh, Kyrie yeah. makes $435,000. Where the mm. needle at? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what Give show? Me all three of them. Give me all three of them. Yeah. LeBron yep, yep. got vaccinated. Yep. That should tell you yep. something. Lead by example. There you go. I got the vaccine before LeBron. I'm not a follower. I don't need nobody's permission to take care of me and my damn family. Right. I, I, and and right. I don't want to hear your theory. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, about why you're not taking misinformation I, I don't and care. all those theories and all Listen, that. Listen, yeah, yeah. it's my choice. It is mm-hmm. until it affects me. Right. It's your choice to be in the Ku Klux Klan. But if you come over in my house with your sign and your hood on, I got something for your ass. Now, your decision is fin to affect something now. Mm-hmm. Your Actions right have to choose. Yeah. 
actions have consequences. consequences. Thank you, Carla Farrell. And employees yes, have the right to try to protect all their employees, and that's what they're trying to do. Safe Saying, work environment. You can't come Safe. in here, yeah. and we don't oh, know what the hell you got. Now, either you take the shot, get tested, or you stay your ass home and forfeit yeah. your money. Here's the way. That's a lot of money to force a lot of paper. Lot but of what money, about right? reg- regular jobs? So people in the airline industry, yeah. United some, laid some off all those people. But that, right? you know what? See, Carla, yeah. it's all relative. Yeah. See, just cause Kyrie make four hundred thirty-five thousand dollars a game, I've heard that number before. But when you make four thousand dollars a month, and somebody talking about you can come get this four thousand, or you get nothing. I'm finna go get this shot because it's 4000 That's my 435 again. That's my livelihood. Coming up, it is our last break of the day on this Friday. You joking, right? There's no, no more break. Actually. Yeah, it's the I'll last one. I'll be damn looking for another break, but okay. <laughs> Coming up in 49 minutes after. <laughs> Closing remarks from our one and only fearless leader, Steve Harvey, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, here we are. Our last break of the day of the week. It's Friday. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Love Y'all it. Gonna Friday. Do. Mm. First day of October. Yeah, of October. Yeah. It is. Yes. Fall. Right, Happy birthday to my home? brother, Dip, my dog. Happy oh, birthday, oh, man. Happy my brother, birthday. 75 today. Whoa. Wow. Oh, happy birthday. 75. Yeah. That's my youngest brother. My daughter's well, That's my young oldest happy brother. Happy birthday. Passed, that's my young brother. Oh, okay. Okay. That's cool. October is also Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yes. It's Domestic Violence Awareness Month. That's right, Shirley. Halloween. Mm-hmm. Halloween. Right. Yeah. Carla's birthday. Halloween. Marjorie Harvey's birthday. My daughter Sheridan's birthday. Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of birthday. stuff going on in the month of October. What you gonna buy? You gotta buy something for birthday, don't you, boy? Hell yeah! What the hell you mean? <laughs> what? We can't hear you, you mumbling. Hell yeah! Better not act like I forgot. Better like can't act. I forgot that right. night. I don't forget no way. All right, y'all. Here we go. This is my closing remarks today. I was um, I was watching TV actually uh, last night. And um, and you know that show that comes on A and E called Intervention, where they where they try to intervene and get their family members off drugs or alcohol uh-huh, or whatever yeah. you know. And I was watching it, and this girl on the show was 24 years old, and then they had another episode where this man was 50. The girl was on drugs, meth, and the guy was an alcoholic, but he was 50 and she was 23. And I was watching this, and both of them said the same thing, which prompted my closing remarks today. Both of them said, what could my life have been? Both of them said that at one point. Man, I've messed up. What could my life have been? Now, that's really hard, man, when you hear a 23-year-old say that. But for me, it's equally as hard when I hear a 50-year-old say that. Because what I want to say to everybody out there that's talking about what could your life have been, I want you to realize that that's a trick, y'all. Don't let the devil fool you with the thought of what could my life have been. That's a trick. Your life is not over. I don't care what you've done. 
If God wakes you up, it's because he ain't through with you. Your life is never over until it's over. Don't let the devil fool you with the thought of what could my life have been. It's a trick. We all make mistakes. Every last one of us. We will continue to make mistakes until we leave this world. Now listen, one of the mistakes that we all make is sometimes we make decisions that are contrary to what God actually wants for us. We've all done this. We all make mistakes that cause us to take and make detours in our life. And the detours that we take in our life are oftentimes leads us into another direction counter to the one that God had planned for us. Because God's original plan for you is to prosper. But we make decisions along the way that causes detours. And because something is delayed doesn't mean that it's denied. And I want you all to stop thinking and allowing the devil to fool you talking about what could my life have been. Your life still has opportunities, chances, decisions that can be made. Your life is still valuable because God keeps giving you life. Don't let this devil do his masterful trick. His only mission in life is to rob you of your destiny. You can't let this happen by allowing the negative thought to come in. What could my life have been? Your life can still be. Everybody makes detours. I was looking on the line the other day, and I saw Cardi B and Offset over in Paris, right, for Fashion Week. And Cardi B was decked out. This girl's bad in the fashion game. But I was listening to my assistant tell me Cardi B's story, how she used to work at a grocery store and she couldn't make ends meet. So her boss talked her into another profession, which was to become a stripper. Now, God ain't never told nobody to strip. You can believe that. But we make decisions. But anyway, long story short, Cardi B saved her money, went and met a radio personality and did a track, made a song, this was the story he told me. How true that is, I don't know, but I loved it, right? Cardi B now is famous as an artist, but she took a detour. She was a stripper. God never had intention for Cardi B to be a stripper. Cardi B was to be a mother. Cardi B was to be a global star. And Cardi B, this is her career. Her mission is still being unfolded. What Cardi B is going to be, she ain't even reached it yet. What Beyonce is going to be, she may not have reached it yet. What I'm going to be, I'm getting there. I took some detours in life. I made some decisions in some marriages. I made some decisions with my career. I ended up homeless. I took some detours, man, to get here. Don't let the devil fool you with that statement of what could my life have been. Everybody makes mistakes that cause detours that are contrary to God's plan. But don't you let the devil fool you with what could your life have been. Your life is always processing. We are all in the process, even when you make a mistake even when you cause a delay. But because it's delayed don't mean it's denied. We are all in the process. Don't get tripped out because your process and took a detour. God ain't through with you yet. I'm telling you, man, your life can still be great at 50. 
Your life can be great at 23. Don't be fooled with the trick of what your life can be. Trust in God, talk to God, call on him, and let him show you what your life can be. Cause he got one for us. Those are my clothes. See you Monday. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 